0: All right, folks. Welcome to episode 201 of Biomass. We appreciate everybody hopping on. Uh, we're going to be predominantly stre- streaming off of Twitch tonight, uh, and uh, we'll be pushing things as usual back through iTunes and a variety of other uh, uh, sort of aggregators for your podcasting pleasure. So we do appreciate everybody joining us tonight, and we've got kind of a a, a grouping of newer games to kind of talk about. So should be kind of should be kind of fun. Uh, first thing we're going to hit up is a little bit of intros, then we're going to kind of dive right into a little bit of news. Uh, led by Sryzel, we've got some uh, neat topics. It's that time of year. It's kind of fan fest time, game con time. Uh, so we're going to kick it off with a little bit of discussion about that, followed by some talk about Halo 5, Battleborn, uh, The Division, and Overwatch. So without further ado, uh, let's do some intros. Bate? Hey, everybody. What's up? My name is Bate. And then Zell. Okay. All right. And Zell? I'm Zell. You guys are killing me. All right, Pokey. Okay. I'm Pokey
1: Draven from OSG Planter Operations. I co-host here on the show. I write for the blog, and I fail at fixing our streaming servers. So I apologize for only being on Twitch tonight.
0: You are a combo breaker, Pokey. Ooh, well done. So you you had nothing for the intro, but at least you came over the top on that one. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and and my name is Jason, and I'm one of the co-hosts here, and uh, one of the purveyors of the biomass media empire. So, uh, like I said, guys, we're going to hop right into it. We've got uh, kind of several smaller topics we sort of you know legoed together tonight, and they're all kind of apropos. They all will kind of work very well together. It just happen to work out that way, uh, as it does sometimes in terms of are uh, shopping for content for, for a podcast, if you will. So the first thing we want to lead off with is a little bit of uh, CCP news. It is about that time of year, as I mentioned in the intro, where it's FanFest time. Um, you know, fan Just very briefly before I turn this over to Zell, FanFest is one of those um, kind of interesting events in that it is very specific to one game company and Predominantly, at least for the last several years, uh, the one game that it really operated uh, for a little while, it branched out into some other things and we're going to get into that. And I think they're now about to take some steps into some bigger territory with uh, several game Well, not several, but a, a handful of game offerings all within the EVE Online sort of shared universe. Uh with that I'm gonna go ahead and turn this one over to uh Saraya who by the way has also attended a previous fan fest and can give us a little bit of insight into what goes on up in the mighty uh capital of Reykjavik, Iceland. Go ahead, Zell.
2: Yeah, um, yeah, and it was it was a lot of fun to go. I almost went back this year. The only reason I really um didn't was uh you know I did not I d I I didn't I don't really want to be totally that guy but but, but with all the uh airline um you know, near misses and fiascos. A lot of that's over in the the area of Europe, and I was a little nervous about flying over that way. Um, so I decided not to go this year. Um, but uh, so the the big thing is that we all are gonna need to uh, be tuned for is um, on Thursday is when the uh, the opening keynotes and stuff for FanFest are this year, and they've they've really front loaded all of the major announcements into the first day so that they can then spend the the following days uh, talking about them in more detail so most most of the big info should be out pretty much thursday morning um they have it placed at uh the opening ceremony and updates from new eden is at uh, 12 o'clock utc um which is uh i believe somewhere near the crack of dawn for everyone else I will probably still be asleep when this, this starts, you know, broadcasting info. Um, but they will be live-streaming both of the keynotes. Um, the EVE Online keynote is two hours later at 1400 UTC. I do think they pretty much run back-to-back, so um, this this opening keynote is going to be a pretty meaty, thick encou- endeavor here. Um, and it's supposed to include their, their welcome-to-do, and then they are saying what's coming up in New Eden for EVE Online, Valkyrie, Gunjack, and... The uh, quote work we're currently doing on a new p c based f p s um so they're they're kind of packing all of their different titles and news into that one two hour segment at the beginning of the of fanfest um and then they'll go on prattling about for two hours just about eve in which they will surely make lots of drama of the current war. There will be graphs and spreadsheets
0: <laughs> so like uh how many days is fanfest?
2: it's uh it's three they uh their opening is thursday morning and then their closing ceremony is um on saturday um in the evening and the closing ceremony leads to usually the party after that and the party leads to um uh bars and then um much alcohol later to like another place where they do like kind of a a dance party thing with more alcohol and then
0: then people go home okay it's it's all and, and correct me if I'm wrong. This is actually one of the most significant social instances going on in the country of Iceland, if I'm not mistaken. Oh
2: God, yes. I I, I like seriously. Eva's like a major, like a, a decent portion of Iceland's like economic income. It's it's a pretty big chunk of their production. So um, one of the things that I noticed it's a little weird is you know is, is I play these games that are, are you know Eva's a relatively niche game in in the grand scheme of things but like over there there's giant billboards for eve there's buses painted up with eve they've got um
0: it's in the airport it, like, yeah. you ever, oh, like, it's like oh
2: there's a huge banner in the airport right in the terminal as you're walking off the airplane i'm like oh yeah i guess i am in the right spot um it's everywhere actually all of the uh a lot of restaurants will have like an eve logo on the in the windows and that's actually um what that represents is that they have like a special menu just for just for FanFest, and they do usually have kind of some special pricing and menus and stuff like that.
0: Oh, that'll work out pretty well. Oh, hey, we looks like we got a, a hot drop guest tonight. Uh, one each, Bam Havoc. Are you online, brother?
3: Yes, hello. Sorry I'm late. I uh, accidentally stubbed my toe and uh, dropped a peanut butter sandwich. So, you know, not going well.
0: As usual, uh, an eloquent introduction by uh, one of our one of our brother podcasters slash media media folks, uh, Bam Havoc, who's hopped onto the show tonight with us. Hey Bam, just so you're tracking, we just hit intros. Uh, if you don't mind, give us a quick intro of who you are uh, and we'll catch you up on the show.
3: All right, happy days. My name's Bam Havoc. I'm just a guy. That that's just a guy. That's really it.
0: You guys are killing me with the intros tonight. So Yeah, we, um, we
3: all we all sure did in my intros.
2: It was pretty funny. So, except for me. No,
0: no, no. Okay, so, in that in it.
3: that case, Jay, I'll 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 uh I'll uh I'll uh, expand my ego. My name's Bam Havoc, I have a YouTube channel that's pretty shit. I did Dust Five One Four, I do Valkyrie, I do a bit of Eve, play Battlefield 4. I've got a podcast I've been going for nineteen episodes now, once one every week. You know, just one of those. Happy days, living the dream, talking about shit. Come have some fun if you wanna uh, have some entertainment. One
0: of those. Nothing special. Perfect. See, see. So, so th- Pokey throws me a lifeline. And then, then, then a special guest has to come in to help me out with another intro. I mean, I've done
2: have <laughs> done a hundred and one intros here. I mean, it, it's it's hard to to like. I I have to mix it up a bit and. Sometimes I get bored and it's, it's really tough because I, I actually, I believe I may be the, I don't think I've missed an episode. I think I am in every single episode.
0: Okay. I think you, you might literally be the only person out of the group that's not missed a single episode. Which I, is I think I am because I have,
2: I have no life. No, it doesn't speak well. It means I have no life. <laughs> I have nothing better to do but be here every single week.
1: Of course, well, that's assuming yep. that you know you being here and never speaking counts as you actually being here. I mean, physically
0: here. Ooh, yes, too okay. yeah. Yeah, Ouch. <laughs> uh, I'll take that. Well, well played, Pokey. Um, so, so Bam, just you're tracking. we were uh, like Zell uh, was catching us up a little bit about Fan Fest uh, since so that's right around the corner. Uh, we talked a little bit about that. The the game topics for tonight will be uh, Battleborn, Overwatch. A little bit of Halo 5 and we're going to talk a little bit about the, uh, content patch that the division had this last week. So, uh, on that note, Zell, uh, what other items on FanFest would you perhaps want to like, let people know if they were so inclined to be going this year? Any quick tips for travel?
2: Um, if people are going, um, I think, I mean, like, I think any advice that I might give is probably a little too late to be useful. Um. But uh, as far as other highlights, I guess the – and this this answers your question about how big of a deal Eve is over there, is uh, the president of Iceland will actually be speaking at FanFest this year. Really? Yes. And that's that's the president, not the prime minister who just resigned because um, he, was, yeah. he had a whole bunch of yeah. <laughs> offshore bank accounts. In uh, yeah,
0: I was going to ask you about that. Different guy. Today.
2: Different guy. I just want to be clear. this The president, not the prime minister. The prime minister is the one who is, has – his head down in shame and will probably never be seen in public again.
0: No, um, they make. Go ahead. I'm sorry, please.
2: No, that's 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 really all it was. And uh, you know, I you know, as far as hoping for the news on on the thing, um, you know, it's finally the end of the tunnel here. We we had thankfully some wonderful celebrity guests to bridge the gap, but I'm hope I'm hopeful they're going to give us a ton to talk about. Um, you know, starting next week. Um, I I asked Darth. I asked Darth. I said, uh, I said this on Skype. I'm like, so beta next week? Yes. No. And he's like. He said beta now, actually, invite should have been sent already, which obviously not really. Total <laughs>
4: Yeah. Well,
0: well, one of the things that uh, – well, I'm sure that we, we will have at least a, a full solid show on that one. But uh, for, for, for folks out there that are wondering, so FanFest, one of the things that CCP has figured out is that uh, they're really good at uh, streaming it. So you can pick up a stream, and, I, and they also monetize a stream version as well, like a premium stream where you can get access to – um, I think some additional like round tables that happen off the main stage,
4: uh, and definitely. it's like an HD, HD
0: quality, yeah. Yeah, which is totally, totally useless, uh, frankly. Um, so I, it'll be kind of interesting to see what happens there. And most people would tell you that like the Twitch streams that they do, which often you can catch up on YouTube very quickly after they, they go out, um, either officially or unofficially, if you get my drift. So. One of the things a lot of people say say is the their side discussions or like the round tables they have away from the main presentations are often where they really get into like the meat of like some really getting into two or three layers below on a given topic whether it's like you know in game economies or the latest balancing pass on whatever mechanics you know for games and stuff like that The
2: keynotes uh, are marketing speak approved and yeah. the round tables maybe get around get don't get as much scrutiny.
0: Yeah, that, that's probably a good way, and I and, I, and the roundtable is also, there's usually a pretty solid Q&A, which is, is much more free form in terms of the give and take that that you get. So, Alright, any last shots on CCP FanFest?
1: Yeah, I just, you know, I hope that people kind of keep their expectations in check about what they expect to see. I, I see people popping up on the forums like, oh yeah, they're going to release a beta at FanFest this year in a week. And it's that, like no, yeah, no, no, it's it's not. I, I know that people are Hopelessly addicted to this franchise and and have serious problems, but that's that's well outside the realm of a possibility. Yeah. It's it's just it's not going to happen. It, it could be interesting, but you know I I would expect something along the lines of you know hey this is what we're working on this is you know what we like to do you know hopefully more than what we got with Legion, but I, I wouldn't expect much more than just a a brief presentation. Especially since like Zell said, they're kind of cramming all of their releases kind of into like a two-hour slot. So I, I don't think it's going to be too crazy, but, you know, hopefully interesting at the very least. But yeah, keep your keep your expectations realistic and and, and try to not get overly hyped up and then disappointed because I don't think it's going to be I mean, what some people are expecting I don't or hoping for. A,
2: I don't think they'll have a lot of news about their other games, though, because Valkyrie has just launched pretty much, and I'm sure they'll have statistics about how well it's doing and stuff like that, but I don't I don't think you're going to see like a huge major chunk of news about it. And then Gunjack's a phone game, and there's really only so much you can say there. Uh, Eve is still uh, waiting for the Citadel's expansion, which I think is I think is this week actually. I think it's I, I think thought it's was
0: partially out already.
2: I thought it was Monday. I thought they it doing was it incrementally. Uh, I think the I think like the big actual the ability to build citadels and have citadels in the game is next week.
0: Uh, I thought that um, was already in my bad
2: no I don't they, they've been doing some mass tests and stuff you got to bear in mind that they've been talking about it for six months but that means that it's gonna you know that they CCP well, I, you know CCP bear bear that in mind it's well I don't a CCP think thing.
0: I don't think anybody that can afford to build those things is gonna be building them right now on EVE no uh, based no, on what's won't. going on
2: yeah um, yeah so the, the brief summary for those who don't know is um, Mitani has incrementally turned up the uh, the the, like the douche gauge just enough that he's he's finally ticked off enough people to to like really go after um the cfc in a way that hasn't really happened in years um they've actually to the extent that uh, my stuff is now permanently locked in my old home station because it's been it's been taken over by i think i i think test currently has control of vfk which is of course the goons ancestral home um so i i think they've pretty much just abandoned the territory at this point to make um to make it as annoying and painful for their opponents to uh re to claim it as much as possible um goons really don't like giving people good fights they like to they like to either smash and destroy people into oblivion or completely not show up so that no one gets to have any fun and just gets to structure shoot the whole whole way through the war um so But this is, like, the first time that goons have really been threatened in in a long time. Um, They've actually had um, three different alliances have already left the Imperium, not including the one that um, tried to backstab the Imperium, and it it didn't really work all that well. Um, But suffice to say, they've they've been dropping size left and right. They're trying to figure out... I think they're talking about having everyone in the CFC who wants to stay through the war um, all join the actual goon swarm... Proper um, to make it a little bit easier to manage things and, and take advantage of some benefits of, or at least abuse some bad design decisions of the uh, Fazi-Sav mechanics. Um, that is uh, so. That's that's kind of been the thing I've just been keeping an eye on. Um, the whole the whole alliance that backstabbed them was kind of interesting. I because I guess Goons spent a huge amount of money trying to defend their home system, and then the day after that, that alliance is just like, well, we're gone. Um, which was, you know, not very nice of them. And I guess um, one of the other things is that apparently before they left, they were trying to get um, goons to move their bit to to move their large cat fleet straight through their home system, and they had people lined up to come to uh, come after it as well. So they were trying to get a much bigger war fight out of it than they got. Um, but I guess goon intel managed to figure that out, and they also just mm-hmm. did a director level spy in goons War.
0: So just so while I think most of us in the the chat room or in the recording room here probably understood all that, for some folks that are listening, they're not like really deep into EVE Online. Basically, I think you you probably caught the the gist of it if you've ever played like a big MMO, but uh, EVE is probably by far one of the most uh, mature games in terms of actual like large scale strategic combat to include like political power, economic power, and all that kind of stuff. It's it really led the charge in a lot of these things over over the last, you know, like what, twelve years now. But um, so long story short, the Mitani the guy that uh, that Zell's referring to, he, he is basically the head of the largest, you know, for lack of a better term, guild and even they're called corps or alliances, what have you. Um, he the largest player organization in the game. And for a very long time the most powerful, so what you're seeing is is a very large scale um, kind of political you know fight going on inside of eve and it's kind of interesting to watch as you look at it from the outside again, we know a lot of a lot of the people involved in all of this and and when we say big, we mean like many 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 thousands of people all literally going to war uh, over a variety of these things uh, and a, a lot of the and a lot of people don't realize this, but when you look up goons. They're they're an absolute machine. I mean, it's I mean they're basically a for-profit game entity inside of somebody else's game. It's and when I say for-profit, I mean like real like folded money, cash profit. Um, They're kind of a they're kind of an interesting thing that there's been numerous articles in uh, mainstream even business media written about. So uh, this is in 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 the scheme of things for a computer game pretty. Pretty interesting news, pretty big time stuff. Um, But it is definitely going to utterly change how the game is going Uh, and really sort of the balance of power inside of of that game.
2: And CCP is, of course, super excited about it too because their player numbers have been dropping like a rock over the last year because people were bored. And now that there's this, you know, serious war going on, a ton of people have have come back just to play in it and they've gotten like CCP has actually released like backgrounds for people's character portraits to represent the side of the war and stuff like that. So they're, they're really trying to capitalize on this to, to revitalize the uh, player, you know, the the player population. Um, we'll see how well that goes for them.
0: Yep. So what well, we, you know, I think that's a pretty good, uh, pretty good heads up. And, and interestingly enough, by the way, this whole like war is called world war B. The, uh, the, the corporation emblem for the Goon Swarm is an actual, like a little fat bee, like a little angry bee. So it's referred to as World War, War, World War B, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, you can quickly Google or hashtag this one. You can probably find out some stuff about it. So um, the, we're about to move on to our other game topics before we get out of the CCP-specific segment. Any last shots on this one? And no saved rounds. Okay. So what we'd like to do is kind of uh, open it up because we have some games we do want to hit after. And again, it's kind of a mixed bag of like kind of good and bad news. A little bit about uh, a little bit about all of it actually. So let's go ahead and start off with uh, Overwatch. Uh, Zell, I think you've got some experience with Overwatch, and I think maybe Pokey has given a go at Overwatch. I Uh,
1: I, I I've only been following it. I haven't actually had a chance to play the
0: beta. Oh, uh, okay. All right. You guys uh, just
2: won't let me stop talking.
0: Words. Well, we well we, we when you once you get on a roll, we can't stop you because it'll be like another year before you say a word.
1: Oh,
0: <laughs> so, well, real quick though, ba- Bam, have you guys played Overwatch at all? Nope.
1: <laughs> oh, and baseball. he's asleep sleep. <laughs> so,
0: okay, all right. As usual, episode one hundred and one is going like the first ninety-nine episodes of, the, of our podcast went. Um, so, Zell, if you don't mind, can you give us a little bit about what is Overwatch and uh, what has been your experience with the game so far?
2: Yeah. So, um, Overwatch is kind of it's it, it. feels like kind of a blend between a first-person shooter. Or, or really, technically, it's. I think it's. Uh, it'd be better classified as a. Oh. No, it is first person. Okay, I'm trying to remember. Um, so first person shooter, but it has a, it's kind of designed like a MOBA. So there's a lot of um, in terms of the character classes. So you each each class has um, you have each hero, their heroes. Their each one has basically four abilities. Um, they try to make them a little bit more first person friendly. So instead of Q W E and R like a like a MOBA, their Q E shift and your mouse button. Um, But, uh, you know, they have your traditional, your tank, your support, your damage people. They've got um, kind of specifically snipers and um, builders who, you know, who do stuff like building turrets and other little traps and stuff like that. Um, And uh, I've been trying to get in the beta forever, and they finally had, uh, they invite, I still am not in the beta, but they had like a beta weekend this this week, or um, I would call it a beta day and a half, more than a beta weekend, it was friday through saturday at 9 p.m which was quite irritating that we were playing um last night and they just cut us off and we're like what's going on here and then we checked twitter and they're like oh the weekend's over thanks for playing and i'm like what happened to the rest of saturday and all of sunday (laughs) i mean that it it was that was a pain but i did get a good amount of play on friday night and i played um saturday earlier on in the day as well um and uh, I'm enjoying it. It's a lot of fun. There's a, there's there's a couple of pain points right now. I think um, there's only three maps currently, and they're all each one's a different game mode. So it's kind of like each, uh, three very specific experiences. Which they have one that's kind of a um, escort mission um, called Route sixty six, where you have just this little hover bo- hover hover truck thing, and being near it causes it to move, and you're trying to move it from from one end of the map to the other. Um, well, you know, fighting off your defending team. And, uh, I was immediately confused on which side I was playing on, because, um, if you're on the team that's supposed to escort it, it says escort with a point, an arrow pointing down at the truck, which makes sense. But if you're defending against it, it says defend with a little arrow pointing down to the truck. And I'm like, so my, I'm supposed to either escort the truck or defend the truck, right? Which seems like the same side of the fight here. But it's defend against the truck, and and that was kind of weird. Um, Nepal is like a two-sided; uh, it's like a single point domination. Um, and then there's uh, the other one is Hanamura, which has two points, but there there's an attacking side and a defending side. So the defending side just wants to run out the clock before you beat the second one, um, as opposed to to the other map, which was either side captures. So few game
0: moves. Just a just real quick, could you give us a uh, kind of a little bit of a discussion about like sort of the style of of the game, like visually, you know, like what is it, what does it kind of remind you of? Like, you know, pretty clean graphics. I, you know, I'm kind of curious. You know, because what you're describing, you know, in terms of the first person mo- uh, slash MOBA crossover, it seems kind of intriguing. You know, like, I've seen like obviously some of the kind of the promo stuff that they've had out. But you know, and that stuff always kind of looks sort of flashy. But it's, have you seen
2: the, the uh, cinematic shorts that they've been putting
0: out? I have not. I have not seen those.
2: Okay, because they've got their um, they've got their intro trailer, which is honestly their their original cinematic for the game is fantastic. Um, it it will okay. it will awaken emotions deep in your heart. It's 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 pretty well done. It's um and they have two little additional story story element bits as well. Um, and uh, those those are on you know YouTube. Um but uh I, it it looks like you would, like a moba it is it really does in term except obviously everything's a little bit higher fidelity and and uh closer up because you're in a, a first person environment um but it's it's a very bright colorful game all the characters are 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 bright and colorful um they do have skins um the big difference between this and a lot of mobas is um they there's a, there's a few big differences i guess is is that one of them is that this is not a uh uh, this is not free to play, you do have to buy it, it is not, um, they will not be unlocking, having like a hero unlock system. All of the characters are available to you up front, and when they add additional characters down the road, they will also be automatically available to you as well. Really? Okay. They have, they have no interest in uh, blocking that off that way. What they will probably, but they do have a skin system, um, right now it looks like most of the skins you can just get through unlocks when you like level up, you get like a random unlock. But they have some costs associated with them. You can get some currency in there. They don't currently let you buy currency, but I'm assuming they will down the road. So if you don't like the random stuff you get, you can buy what you want. Um, it wouldn't surprise me. They haven't really announced how they're, gonna, how they're going to handle that yet. Okay. Um, but they did say that all of the all of the in-game heroes will always be available to everyone. And a big part of that is that they want to foster. Um, is that also unlike a mobile, you can change heroes mid-game at any time um hmm. they, they've regu- okay. they've or i'm not sure if you can change them you may have to be back in the starting area still when you change them so like after a death or whatever um but they heavily encourage the play style of being able to change heroes to what your team needs at that time um so you can you can do that mid mid game um left and right
0: okay that's actually kind of interesting like how that works that's that's definitely a, a twist on how things go in terms of you know, the ability to change things tactically. This one thing about MOBAs that I've, you know, I'm not a huge MOBA player, but generally there are very, very um, well, well scripted uh, sort of tactics that you use based on team build or even individual player fights. It's like, you know, if he does this, I must do that. You know, it's, there's not a lot of, Right at the high and, end, not not a lot of not a lot it, of creativity involved,
2: and you can go into a match and you can look right at the start of the match and see who's on what, who's who's what on each team, and be like, yeah, we are screwed based on the combination of heroes right. that we're looking yeah. at. Um, and and so yeah, they do highly encourage switching characters. the The decision that that led to that I don't currently like um, is that currently they allow multiple of the same hero to be on each team.
0: Yeah, that's dangerous. Um,
2: so. <laughs> It's not. It's not uncommon for, for to see two or three Widowmakers or two Divas on a team, um, and I find that a little questionable. I don't. I think some of the abilities are a little bit hard to deal with when you get too many of them at once. Um, and I really, I don't think the game gains any real benefit from it. I think there's enough heroes of each type that you should be that a five player team should be able to function while being gated out of being the same hero as someone else
0: i uh, on that note i will i will have to refer to a comment that uh, one of our co-hosts pokey said uh reference a uh, first person shooter that we all used to play uh that one or two of anything on a team of 15 adds flavor and options 12 of the of the same thing on a team of 15 is overpowered as hell
1: <laughs> well especially if you have a situation where a group of players is encouraged or they are trending towards having multiple of the same thing, that's usually indicative that there's a problem with that thing they all want to have 12 of, so, you know, I mean, I guess in terms of testing for the beta, it's nice to say, hey, we have, you know, everyone wants to play this one character, we might need to take a look at it, but yeah, you're you're absolutely right, that if there's too many of the same thing, it tends to get ugly real quick.
2: I felt like they did a pretty good job on hero balance, um, it's, you know, like, Diva's one that I, I frequently see two or three of, um, and D.Va doesn't do a lot of damage, um, for a tank. She doesn't actually live that long, um, but her kind of ultimate ability is a a pain to deal with more than one of in a match, um, because she basically, um, her character is, she's, um, she's actually like, story-wise, like a a famed StarCraft player who who then got, like, a mech and decided to play Overwatch or something like that, and so she can jump out of, she can jump out of her mech mid-combat and, uh, have it self-destruct and um you know it'll clear an area pretty darn well and and unfortunately it it'll pretty much clear the capture point and so if you can deal with if you have two of those on the match and you can use them at you know shortly after each other it has a pretty strong effect on some on some of the maps um it's but i i don't really think it's a hugely unbalanced character i don't think it's a it's just i i wish you could only have one of each per team at a time and I don't think that's a hard change for them to make.
0: Yep. No, I think that's that's probably pretty legit. Uh, any other notes on Overwatch?
2: No, not really.
0: When does it come out?
2: The uh, what, the open beta for people who pre-ordered it is, um, and I don't know if they're going to give out more invites. is May third, and the release, the official release of the game is May twenty fourth.
0: Hmm. Okay.
1: Now, can people still get into the beta, or is that kind of closed and locked down for this, um, this round? It's
2: If you pre-order the game, I think literally they're guaranteeing if you pre-order the game before the 19th, which is Monday, um, or Tuesday. Um, I think that's officially, like, I know what you get for sure if you pre-order by the 19th is the, the Heroes of the Storm character, Tracer. Um, you will get to play her, who's an Overwatch character, in Heroes of the Storm on the 19th if you pre-ordered it. Via the Battle.net okay. store, and I pre-ordered it via Amazon, so I am screwed and have to wait until like May twenty fourth for that. But um, hmm. I think you may get open beta at any time if you pre-order if you pre-order it.
0: Okay. Well, no, that sounds pretty
4: cool, actually. Um, okay. What? Uh, hey, what platforms is that coming out on? Is that going to be Windows, Mac, Linux? I th-
2: I think it is. Um, I think it's currently PC, Xbox, and PlayStation. Ooh, um, okay. I don't think I don't think they currently support Mac for it. Um, If they don't, though, I'm I'm assuming that Mac's PC boot option boot camp would work for Mm -hmm. it. Yeah, it should. Um, But uh, yeah, it is PC, Xbox One, and PlayStation
0: Four. Well, okay. Uh, So real quick, just a couple uh, as we kind of round this one up. Let's uh, go ahead and shift over to Battleborn. Uh, Now that's kind of an interesting game. I've been kind of watching, and they're not. So, correct me if I'm wrong. That is not a direct competitor to uh, to Overwatch. It just sort of happens to be coming in at around the same, I guess, I guess the same time, you know, like time here this year. Uh, so you start to get a little bit of a competing player base in it. Um, Poki, have you played Battleborn a little bit?
1: I have, and to answer your question, I would say no. They're not direct competitors because from what I've seen of of Overwatch, that's definitely kind of a more of a Team Fortress 2 sort of uh, shooter where Battleborn is very much more uh has that single player aspect to it which is a lot like uh, Borderlands you got a campaign you go through with all the heroes and then there's a multiplayer aspect which plays more like a MOBA than than a shooter really it's got a lot of the same elements that you see in like you know League of Legends and whatnot it just happens to be first person and uh has a lot more ranged characters than, than your typical MOBA, but I, I wouldn't say they're the same uh okay. style of game necessarily. Um they'll compete obviously because they're they're both shooters coming at the same time, but uh yeah, I, I think they're distinctively different.
0: Okay. Well could you give us a little bit about Battleborn in terms of like sort of the feel of it? I the reason I, I brought it up because I know on my PSN friends list there's like a ton of people trying it out right now.
1: Sure. So you know, if you've played Borderlands, I mean, you, you know, Gearbox and kind of the style of game they make, it, it's definitely that same line. it, it plays very similarly, um, yeah, I mean, it's hard to describe other than it's like Borderlands, but you know, it's it's definitely kind of a more of a arcadey uh, shooter. Um, you know, you're running around, bouncing. It's got bright, colorful stuff. It, it's a similar art style to, to Overwatch, but kind of more of a, a cell shaded look to it. Okay. But regardless, it's. Uh, Yeah, like I said, it's like a MOBA, you've got characters running around, Um, I think there's like five melee characters and the rest of the 25 are, are more of a range style. Um, you've got abilities you activate, you know, you've, you've got your gun or your, your melee weapon or whatever, um, and there's healers, there's, you know, DPS, there's tanks, there's kind of that typical, you know, rpg aspect to it. So, I mean, if you're a fan of MOBAs, you kind of know what the, the, the structure of the gameplay is going to be like, and if you've played, you know, Borderlands or, or other Gearbox games, it's kind of that sort of uh, moment-to-moment gameplay
0: sounds pretty cool actually i think i think that's what i remember seeing about it was sort of that uh, sort of cartoony cell shaded uh sort of look to it and my understanding is it's got a, a pretty pretty broad length of, or broad reach of ty- of character characters already for it. at least again the these things all kind of tend to jumble for me as i as i look at these and then you've got paragon which also came out which i think is also in the mix for people that like to shoot that's, things games. That's
2: still, a, that's still beta. I, that's
1: early um, beta, but I would say that that's more like um, Battleborn than Overwatch. I think Paragon and, and Battleborn are, are much more similar than, isn't, than isn't, Battleborn and Overwatch are.
2: Isn't Paragon okay. directly described as a first-person MOBA? Uh,
1: yeah, it's being produced by Epic Games, so it's the Unreal 4 engine. It's them showing off their... Very awesome engine, but uh, I mean they're more
2: mobile like than anything else. Like they even they even have the whole symmetrical map thing going.
1: Um, Battleborn does too, but I think Battleborn's unique in that it has a a single player campaign, which is much structured much more like Borderlands than than a MOBA. It's a progressive stage where you go through and like clear like three or four bosses and get to the end, and then you do the next one. So Hmm. it's if you like a, a single player experience or. Well, I shouldn't say single player. They're, they're structured to be played with five people in a group, but you can solo them. I mean, there is that option. It's not like you're you're forced to. But if you like kind of that that co-op um, PVE aspect, Battleborn definitely has that. Uh, whereas the other two are are definitely more of a competitive, for, at least from what I can tell. That's cool. But yeah, I um, the, I was in the closed beta and the open beta for, for Battleborn, and I, I have to say they've done a real good job at, uh, at bringing the balance a little more in line with this this recent iteration. It's It plays really well. I, I wouldn't say there's any glaring issues with it. You know, it it's, again, kind of a, a, a typical kind of MOBA FPS. Like like Zell said, it's similar to uh, Paragon, but, you know, really good. Like you said, there's a, a lot of characters coming out. It starts off with 25 characters. Um, I think if you pre-order, you get early access to the 26th character that's coming out. Uh, so they're kind of doing a, a Borderlands 2 thing with their, their DLC. But again, the uh, all the characters are free. They're free updates. They aren't going to play around with that idea that it's pay to win where you have to buy this DLC character if you want to be competitive because they're better than the ones that came stock with the game. So all the characters are free, um, and I think they have... Five more planned, I think. So it's a total of thirty in the in the coming months once the game releases, um, or thirty one, my brother says. Uh, But yeah, no, really good game. Like I said, there's a twenty five characters. There's pretty much any kind of play style you could potentially think of. They've got a character that would that would work for you. Um, We were. Yeah, we, we were kind of joking that um, we were looking at the base kind of five characters that the game starts with, and you unlock the other ones with those five. But we were kind of joking that they were actually working on Borderlands Three, and that they started with these characters because they kind of filled um, your classic Borderlands roles, and they went, now oh, let's let's actually try our hat at this this MOBA thing and give it a <laughs> shot." Um, and then kind of divided the characters up like that. I mean, you can definitely see the Borderlands. Um, influence with some of the abilities i mean a lot of them are stripped straight from the other borderlands games which you know isn't a bad thing those are very good very successful games so uh, i'm really looking forward to it i think it's going to be real exciting uh it's a little unique um in how the uh, pve gameplay works but uh you know i I think it's going to be good and it's it's going to be a lot of fun i'll be sure to be picking that one up when it comes out
0: okay no that sounds actually pretty cool then so let's see. Any now, others? W- Go ahead. Real quick. That
4: um, the the campaign for Battleborn is that like uh, um like you said it was similar to to Borderlands. Is it similar in the fact that it's um oh I don't want to phrase this uh like a a grab and loot kind of kind of thing uh Where you're constantly so opening boxes all the time. It's
1: a little more streamlined than that. Okay. Um, so it, it's unique in the sense that your character. If you've played MOBAs before, your character starts off at level one at the beginning of every round, and then as you gain experience throughout the round, you unlock abilities, and you kind of go down your your tech tree, so to speak, and unlock your abilities. Each PVE game mode, you start at level one, and you as you progress to the level, you unlock those abilities. So the progression um, isn't persistent in the sense that you level up from from 1 to 100 or whatever, it's it's much more like uh, a MOBA, even for the PVE. The now, there is a progressive um, mutation system where you are leveling up and the character progresses and that unlocks additional options that you can you can level up. So, like, let's say at level 1 I have two options I can choose from. Well, once I get that first mutation, I unlock um, three options instead of just the two. And then that that's kind of your ongoing character progression. Um, the way the loot works is you don't pick up, like, new guns, like you would with Borderlands your character's weapon is kind of sad because it's iconic to the character but you pick up um one of three uh gear items and basically you you set those into your character and they they have modifiers on like you know, increased uh, splash damage but decreased reload speeds kind of that give and take, you know, tweaking sort of thing. And as you progress through the level, may that be PvP or PvE, you'll grab shards, um, which are dropping, and then you can use those shards to level up or activate those three mods, and you can kind of choose what order you want to activate them in. So you're you're kind of set in that you create your character and you give them a the loadout before the match starts and then you activate that loadout as you progress through. And then as you're playing, um, more items can drop, which you can then, you know, uh, put your character for, for later. So there is a, a loot system in the sense that you want to be killing stuff and stuff will drop, but it's not like you can just pick it up and use it right away. You have to wait until the next match or whatever, then you can equip it to your character and and, and so forth.
4: Gotcha. Okay. That sounds good.
0: Okay. Any other quick save rounds? Because I, I think we're going to move on to Halo 5 with Bait. Can you go ahead and let us know where your beef is on Halo
4: 5? Yeah, so um, I, I picked up Halo 5 uh, at the same time that I bought the uh, at the Division. And I was really excited because I hadn't played a, a Halo game through since uh, like Reach, I think. So it was two games ago. And, um, you know, I'd been watching all the promo uh, material for it. And if you watch the promo material, um, 343, I think, is the developer, um, painted this this picture of, of Spartan Locke versus Master Chief. And at the end of the game, it was going to be this epic, like, duel or something, like, where you could pick your side. Well, that's not how the story in the game went. It was really the complete opposite. I think 343 was trying to tell a different story in the trailers uh, and in the promotional in the promotional material than what was actually in the game because what was actually in the game spoilers was, spoilers oh, yeah, spoilers um for Halo 5 if you haven't played that game that's been out for like a year. Um in, in the game it's it's a lot it's Master Chief is um has gone rogue and um the UNSC has sent Spartan Locke to to go after him, basically to bring him back. Um, and instead of it being uh, "Er, I'm going to kill you, Master Chief" or whatever, it's more like, "Okay, I'm going to um, come to your side, uh, essentially, and um, and join you, I guess, or whatever." So I I was kind of I was really pissed off actually about about that fact about you know not getting that what i was promised more or less uh in the trailers and in the promo material um you know and versus what was delivered uh so other than that it's a fantastic game the story was great it it looked really pretty um as as halo games usually do um and you know it played like your standard shooter so
0: hmm. okay
4: Sorry. so
0: that's it yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, I thought you had some like game some gameplay beef on it or something. Uh No,
4: it was just the story. And it's not the first time that um Bungie and 343 have done that um where they they've mis in, uh, misrepresented what the story was going to be. I think they did that in um Halo 2 if I remember where they built it up to be this you're going to save Earth and then you spend like 3 minutes on Earth in in Halo 2. So <laughs> that's my only beef yeah. with it.
1: Kind of sounds like uh, what was that game they? Like, oh, yeah, Destiny, where they hyped the shit up <laughs> yeah, and exactly. the story was non-existent. Exactly.
0: Well, there is a little bit of that too, but that's okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, last last topic I had at least on tap for the semi-formal portion was a little bit about the division they had. In- well, what, what was that?
1: Huh? What were you looking for, Jay?
0: Jay had a stroke. Nope, I'm sorry. I actually hit I hit the wrong button. And the Twitch stream started playing in my in my oh. ear, <laughs> which is which is not on the same which is not on the same time hack as is the actual live. Yeah, Just so like. I, like literally, I was like, "Yes, I've finally had a stroke." <laughs> like, oh, My God. <laughs> nice. <laughs> So so this is what happens uh, again as we as we clear the hurdle and move in straight into episode 101 of of the next 100 episodes. Uh, but the division did have a, 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 a small content update here this last week that was um, it was not one of, I don't think this is one of the the big DLC releases. So if you got the season pass, I don't think that, that I think this is literally just their next phase of normal uh, game updates which further reinforces the theory that we have here on the show that no game is ever actually done. They're just in an extended beta version. They didn't make their cutoff for the for uh, for the for the ship date, so they shipped it as it was, and then because you, you can update things live as opposed to what you used to be able to do with all you bought was the CD and that's all you got. So uh, this is probably something that they would have preferred to have had in the game when it launched, which is... Number one, they've added a, I'm not going to call it a raid because raid implies a large gathering of players, a larger than normal gathering of players that you could do outside the mechanics of the game. That is not what the incursions are. By the way, they're called incursions. Uh, it's more of a outside the storyline, uber hard mode side mission is is really The way I would probably describe the incursions. And it does have some fat loot associated with it if you can actually beat the thing. Um, More on that in a minute. So, the other things that they updated were actually what I found probably more relevant. Uh, A lot of very small quality of life things across the game. They've added a thing called gear set level or gear level. It acts similar in a similar fashion as the light level in destiny does. But I don't think that there's like a direct correlation to combat effectiveness, like in destiny, if you're like light level 100 and you try to fight like a bad guy, that's like, you know, light level, like one Oh five, you're, you're going to be in for a tough fight. Whereas you can kind of, you know, flex up and down quite a bit with, I think the gear set level. I think that's really more of a, truly just a measure of the general, effectiveness of the gear that, uh, that a given player has. And you can see this very easily when you scan other players. Uh, and it's, I I've actually found that that's, it's useful in a couple ways. One, it, it's, it gives you a sense in the dark zone when you're in sort of that hybrid PVE, PVP zone. Like if you see other agents coming at you that aren't rogue yet, or, or that, you know, they aren't openly hostile. Um, You could do a quick gauge on them real, you know, just to determine, is this a fight that I am, I will, I am willing to prosecute right now? Is this an opportunity that I can perhaps go on the offensive, you know, and take their stuff? Or is this, you know, this is too evenly matched. It's three on three. We're all at about the same, at at about the same operating level. This is not going to go well for either one of us. Uh, So that's useful. Now, what is un what is unclear is exactly how the gear value is calculated. Like, how do you score a a a two hundred on a piece of gear versus a one eighty? That kind of thing. Like, what goes into the rubric of making it such? Uh, so, all in all, not a bad not a bad update in terms of that. They did add gear sets, which is kind of a tried and true thing that you get for a lot of gear centric or loot centric games. So it's kind of your classic. Um, all of the different pieces of kit that you can wear your mask, your armor, your knee pads, your holsters, all that kind of stuff. It's all, um, you know, in, in a set, so to speak. So there's like a tactician line, a sentry line, striker, and the nomad line. So for example, the more pieces of gear that you wear from that set, you get these sort of like, um, you know, significant bonuses or advantages that you can have. Uh, and, and it, it works out pretty cool. Uh, now the 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 thing is though, they kind of they were kind of smart about it. The individual pieces of gear that you get, they're they're teal and like the colors here. You know, like the standard sort of green is standard, blue is is better, uh, purple is much better, and then gold is much much better. Well, these are like teal, like kind of a I, I refer to this as the color of money, green. So the individual pieces are actually not near not generally going to be as powerful as a one-for-one. One. So, like, you can pick up a um, one of these gear sets uh, of gloves, so to speak, which are normally associated. Gloves generally are associated with giving you bonuses for weapons and, and you know DPS and things like that. So, what you might have in a gold set, like just a, a random gold set of gloves that you've kind of uh, maybe got a good art kind of good dice roll on when you when you drew it, or you've modified it in your in your base of operations and all that kind of stuff. That will generally be a little bit better, or or either a little bit or a moderately moderate amount better than the than the normal teal special gear set uh, pair of gloves. The difference is when you put the the gloves on and the knee pads and the holster on, suddenly you get a ma- you get a massive bonus to something whatever is in line with that gear set. Uh, so for example, I've got you know, gloves and knee pads for the nomad gear set. Those that when you add two pieces of the gear set together, I get like 100% scavenging, which basically means you get better drops more, you know, more or less, um, you know, or you have a higher chance of finding uh, high end items or high end craftable you know craft components, things like that. So, that was kind of a good thing. But again, nothing that probably couldn't have made it in when the game was actually released. So that was all, all pretty good. There were a variety of different, I think, small tweaks that they made, like really small balancing type tweaks. Uh, but the incursion itself was really kind of the big thing, the big meat that everybody laid out, that uh, UB laid out on it are really massive. So broadly, the incursion, um, I'm not sure how else to describe this other than it's in one huge, like, hangar, so to speak, or garage. Like, it's a very large, like, one-room kind of map. Um, and there are 15 waves of enemies, and you have to either beat the 15 waves, or you have to... yeah, th- There's a variety of different defeat mechanisms. There's, I think there's at least three different defeat mechanisms that the... Uh, that the developers have laid on to. Uh, One is actually defeating all 15 waves of enemies, which I don't know of anybody that's actually fought through more than like seven, uh, personally. So, or you can somehow secure an explosive device and then move over and blow up the APC whilst you're in the middle of the waves. I I don't think anybody's identified the third way quite yet. Uh, So, it's a very, very difficult mission, clearly like challenge mode extreme, if you will. So, that was generally what you got was one kind of big hard mode mission. Now that's not bad in and of itself. It's not a huge content gap. It's not, it's not big by any stretch. Generally that would be received pretty well. And it kind of has been the flip side though, is there were several glitches in the game that really, really got highlighted suddenly with either this patch brought them on, you know, this update brought them on or they were always there and it never really mattered until right now. So for example, there was a glitch that they have since hot fixed that basically allowed you to warp through one of the walls in a in a hallway just before you got to the main main battle area of where the incursion was, and then when you warp through the wall and you don't like go through the normal like entry point into the incursion, like you gain no aggro. So basically, there's no enemies that are firing at you. So you now they're firing at some of the NPCs. So it's like an NPC on NPC battle, and you're totally ignored at that point. And you can literally just run right up to the APC and just throw grenades and sticky bombs at this thing until it eventually blows up. So it's kind of like a semi semi AFK way of getting a significant amount of really high end gear, like multiple pieces of high end gear drop from this thing for each player. So that went on for two or three days and, and a whole lot of people were taking big advantage of that. Uh, there were a couple other glitches that were kind of similar to that when right when the game first came out. And UB is not – they're really good at cracking down on people after the fact, but they do zero sort of remonstrations up to that point. That's just kind of how they operate. And, and to a degree, I kind of agree with them. It's, it's probably not worth their time, even though a lot of people gripe about it, that, yeah, there's some people with some inflated um, – probably some inflated gear because of this, as opposed to folks that actually tried to fight their way through the game, you know, play the game. Uh, as it was meant to be uh, that are that are really struggling with it. And and from a developer standpoint, like probably if you're really struggling with this thing and maybe haven't even beaten it yet, like, like this kid, me, um, that's probably what they intended. What they didn't intend, obviously, was that the inflated gear stats, but they don't want to punish people because it's probably relatively difficult to tell, I suspect how things really went in the game. Uh, you know, in a game this big, it's also probably tough to come through those logs. So, not a so I guess the the way I would describe it uh, generally is good stuff certainly not not earth shaking good quality of life stuff really cool gear that was added uh, I assume there's going to be more and more of this because they've already pre uh, uh, sort of precursored another incursion on the north side of the map that's even harder than the one no very few people can beat now uh, so that that might be be kind of interesting uh, let's see. There have been a ton of people in the dark zone, so the PvP aspect has actually, I think, increased over the last week or so, mostly because of this, because uh, you have to go into the dark, don- dark zone to get some of the gear sets. Um, let's see, Pokey, is that about covered it? Any other pieces that are going on with it? Or, are, or generally, what's your kind of take on on the incursion and sort of the update?
1: Yeah, so the, the kind of the, the way I saw the incursion is similar to how Destiny did the raid in that they did a delayed release on it to kind of let people get caught up to the max gear level to get to the minimum and then release you know the incursions so they could go in there because the incursion is Brutal, I mean, it's it's really tough. It's, it's not a raid in the sense like you would think with destiny or any other game Because uh, like Jay said it, it's only four people. It's the same squad size as you know the rest of the game So it's really just a, a really super high-end um, PVE experience uh, now uh i actually have gotten to wave 15 out of 15 but we won the last one and from my understanding it's not actually multiple ways to win you have to the 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 end result is you have to blow up the apc but you get certain explosives which you need to blow up the npc under normal conditions and those only drop you know on certain ways and that's how you how you clear it but uh yeah it's it's really rough um you can't play it like you do the rest of the game it's 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 pretty intense but you know overall pretty good uh i would agree that the quality of life stuff was actually really solid um i like the item level uh, like you said it, it's not um directly important in the sense like light level is it's more of a general uh like meta level in, in dust would be a good comparison where it, it's kind of a it's about this tier but it's not specifically meaning anything in and of itself it's just a, a rough I see this guy has a high level, so I should probably be careful of him. So I I think that was really good. Uh, Lots of good quality of life stuff. I I really enjoy the the stuff. I I think a lot of it probably should have been in the original game, like you said. Like The item level is kind of a a given. I don't know why that wasn't there. Um, But yeah, pretty solid. I'm looking forward to the next one. There's one more free update before they kind of go into the paid DLC, uh, which is included in the season pass. And they've been pretty clear about what the roadmap is for that, so... Uh, you know, we'll, we'll probably see one more incursion along with the stuff coming in the the next freebie update, and then we'll we'll move forward from there with the the bigger expansions, which I hopefully will expand into more areas of Manhattan instead of just the existing area like this one is.
0: Yeah, no, they do allude to it, and I, and I think as you follow into the uh, sort of the, the in-game component or the in-game story, uh, I, I think they definitely opened up some some neat story options that you see them potentially building to um, like a more solidified what does it mean to be a rogue agent versus like an a, almost a permanent rogue agent versus a, you know, like the normal division agent. Uh, so that might be kind of interesting in terms of future DLCs. I'd, I'd really like to see them take that in kind of a neat direction, but generally still, enjoy, still enjoying the division. It is, um, you know, for my style of play, it works out really well. There, there are some some rough edges. I mean, there's there's a lot to work with in that game. I think Destiny was probably a smoother game to play, is the way I would describe it. It's a different style of shooter, but it's a, uh, it was a little bit smoother. Uh, it sort of had to be, though, with that sort of Twitch-based contest. The Division, though, has a lot going for it. Uh, and I'm kind of interested to see how they... Continue to build the story out, so to speak. Destiny, I, I kind of went back and looked at some Destiny stuff today just to kind of compare and contrast because I got to the point in Destiny where there was just, there was nothing, new, there was nothing else to do. And it's still kind of like that. Uh, they keep, I think they're priming for a really big update or release, maybe even a Destiny, you know, kind of 2.0 version, if you will. But they haven't just, they haven't really gotten there yet. So, uh, the division is, you know, still still definitely a lot to to achieve in there for me in terms of like, you know, sort of the completionist role of like getting all the intel bits and stuff like that, fighting my way through it, getting my way through the incursions, you know, scoring some gear. Uh, that that I think is is probably still got my interest a little bit. And plus, you know, I will have to say, it, you know, for a you know four person squad, um, you can bring a lot in the game in terms of your ability to shift on the fly with tactical options and, you know, the talents or the, the uh, equipment you can put on the, on the, uh, the battlefield. It's a lot of fun from that aspect. So they did get a lot of things, right. And it's really what, what I think, this is my opinion, guys. So it's you know, not, not the show's opinion, but my opinion is, I think a, a lot of good stuff to work with in the game, but what you see is kind of a lot of sharp edges on it that needs to be buffed out. And, uh, I think they, I think they're going to continue to to work on it. So I think it'll be interesting to see how this game develops over the next year, with probably numerous, I would say probably two to three tuning patches that they put in, uh, in addition to the DLCs, which will probably have some of those kind of things as well. Uh, could shape up to be pretty good.
1: Yeah, I think that, you know, the the comparison between Destiny and Division is definitely there and easy to make. And I think that they both have a lot they can learn from each other in terms of, you know, various aspects they excel at and other ones that they're a little a little shakier on. Like, I think in terms of, like, storytelling, um, Division's really a lot better than Destiny. I think Destiny kind of started going down that direction with the uh, Taking King update, but didn't quite nail it. Um, and I think that the way that, that Division did it was, was much better. I actually care about the story a hell of a lot more than I do with... Um, with Destiny. And on that note, actually, um, when they add, they in this last update, they added um, weekly and daily missions. And it was kind of cool, I don't know if you noticed this, Jay, but if you go onto either their YouTube or through the PSM menu, there's a little video you can watch. And it's a bit of a live action backstory explaining um, an event that happens with agents and rogue agents and um, something happens. I won't spoil it, but it kind of explains why you're doing the things for the weekly mission because it's in reaction to what happens in this video. And they're, I guess, they're going to do this every week with each you know new weekly update, which I think is is really cool. Once again, I mean, getting that story out there and, and actually having it be really interactive with not only the actual storyline of the you know the missions, but actually you know day to day, you know this is why you're doing these kind of more repetitive daily weekly missions, and I think that's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, you're absolutely right that in terms of you know on some of the lo- levels of polish, you know Destiny's really got. It. I have to say that you know Destiny, in terms of like the quality of movement and how smooth everything runs, is is really solid. And I think Division's a little a little clunkier, but you know still it's it, it's pretty good. And I think that you know it could get to that level of fluidity, you know, eventually with, with subsequent updates. So, you know, I really do hope that they kind of learn from each other and, and, and steal from each other (laughs) in terms of ideas, because they both have a lot to offer and bring to the table. And I think that, you know, hopefully the subsequent updates for both games, we can kind of see uh, a little bit of friendly plagiarism in that regard and, and improve both of them because they both have a, a really good thing going for them.
0: Yep. No, I I think that's pretty legit, man. Uh, So I, just curious, uh let's see, bait have you been playing division at all like lately? No, not lately, no.
4: Um Wolf Among Us is one of the uh free games for Xbox Live this month. Or really? for this half of the month, yeah. So I'm um I'm four episodes into the first season. Yeah, which is, those are pretty good. Those are They those are, are not they bad. They are really good, yeah. Um I'm not you know, I, I played both seasons of uh, Telltale's Walking Dead and um i guess i'm kind of comparing uh, wolf among us to to that series even though they are um two drastically different um characters and universes um like I, I can relate more to the characters in walking dead than i can to uh to bigby wolf the main character in um in wolf among us but sure. I, I don't know um it, it's really good though the story is amazing
0: no i think that's that's uh Pretty cool, man. That that's actually a good game. I've played that, believe it or not, on my iPad, and it's uh, it's pretty oh, good. Yeah. It's it's like I I'm a big fan of those games. They're they're kind of alternate styles of play that are you know pretty immersive. They're, they're really fun. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, let's see. Zell, have you given the division a shot, so to speak? No pun no, intended.
2: I I would have to buy it, wouldn't I?
0: This is true. Yes, you would.
2: I did not buy it.
0: Yeah, we're we're not in, in anywhere in the league of something like oh I don't know Game Informer where people are are like getting yeah, seriously, us if, of if, games.
2: If if anyone if anyone who listens to this show like you know gives a yeah does gamer games for review just give us games we'll 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 talk about them.
0: We will say nice things
4: about them.
2: Yeah, we're we're total shills like that. Don't worry. <laughs> okay, <Not> very objective, <laughs>
4: gentlemen. For the, for the record,
0: no, we won't. What we will do is give you a fair and honest review that is at least bookended at the front and the end with a notification that we did get the game for free to try out and that we really appreciated that opportunity. Everything that happens in the middle will be quote unquote fair and balanced. Mostly. Well, it depends on what else they send with the game. (laughs) (laughs) So, Oh goodness gracious. Um, I think that that covered about everything that I had right now on my agenda uh, to hit up. So any saved rounds or other random topics from the grab bag you guys want to bring up? No is, no is an acceptable answer, by the way. I,
1: I, I think I'm good. I think we got all the ones I'm playing currently. So,
0: Okay. Um, well, let's go ahead and transition into uh, shout-outs real quick. Uh, what I would like to do, Bam, uh, if you don't mind, I'd like to lead off with you. And if you could do me a favor and kind of uh, let us know a little bit about the charity that you kind of work for over in the UK, uh, I would appreciate if you kind of get the uh, word out to our listeners on that one, if you don't mind.
3: Uh, yeah, no problems, dude. If you are really want me to give me a shout for that, yeah, I'll give a shout for
0: that. Yep, I would certainly appreciate it. What,
3: like, start now?
0: Uh, if you don't mind, or we could wait
3: sorry the beer is flowing quite well i've been sat here laughing my ass off with uh, some of your uh, things and your exploits with regards to the division you actually are a, a decent player he's sandbagging himself if you uh, <laughs> if you ask me we took on jay and myself took on two high-rated roads that we you broke that we're using an armor glitch and we um we fucked them up and they were the ones cheating it's great it's great
0: yeah by the way that's bam you did you did you in a drunken haze, you mentioned something that I do think is legit. I've I've always heard this about any number of online games that I've played. Like every one of them that I've played, particularly recently, hackers, glitchers, cheaters, this that, and the other. Particularly in the PvP world, um, I you know I'm sure that there's people with the technical skill to actually get into a PS4 and figure out how to make a game do something different than what it was intended to do for for your advantage for your advantage. I, like, I ain't gonna lie to you. I have no clue how you would even go about doing something like that. Um, but th- the division is literally one of the first times where I've I've actually thought there might truly be something two people hacking into the game, particularly on a console. Like, and and I'm I absolutely will have to say I do not fathom how that can be done, but I'm sure it can. Um, but any other game I've ever played, like I've always, I've Many people have accused people of being hackers, you know, this, that, and the other. I, I found that 99% of the time that's generally, they have found a glitch in the game that they are actually exploiting, not actually hacking. Uh, I, I legitimately don't know about the division. It makes me wonder if there are so many, like these small little glitches that you can catch that, that give you these massive situational advantages or there's literally this people uh, like w- with the mass market capability of getting after hacking into a game or the third option is it's legit. And because people were able to use glitches in the PvE aspect, they were able to farm such massively better gear than everybody else faster. It just feels that way when you're in PVP. So before we go into shout outs, I'm just curious, like, pokey bam you guys probably play the division at, you know at least as much as I do uh, what uh, and just for everybody you know Zell I mean you probably see it more on the PC side I think than anybody uh, what do you guys think like is that really a thing like do we really I mean, do we really think that there's people in there hacking into like ps4 and, and Xbox games
2: If the uh, no. game's well built you shouldn't be able to. And that goes for PC games as well, is, is I mean, you're supposed to, when you build a game, you're supposed to assume that the, the, the adage is that the client is in the hands of the enemy. So any sort of verification, any sort of check on can this or can't this be done, is this a valid move, needs to be computed by your server, which you control, not their computer, which they can tinker with.
0: Hmm. Okay, I'll buy that.
1: Yeah, I would say Jay, it's more along the lines of glitching and also some of the the drop issues they had, where you know people were able to pretty much farm you know god rolls of of weapons and stuff, where it was just you know extremely well well um, beefed up weapons that just that they were able to you know farm the crap out of because of, of a lot of the issues they had, and that's what gives them a huge advantage. I I, I don't see anything that seems like it it would be glitching or not, sorry, sorry, like hacking more like just taking advantage of glitches or vastly superior gear that they were able to obtain again, because of some of the glitches that are, that are in the game.
0: Yep. No, that, that's kind of, that I was just kind of curious. That was what I was kind of curious, just thinking about as, as Bam sort of spouted that off. Uh, and I did check the UB forums here in the last couple of days, just kind of seeing what people thought about the, uh, you know, kind of the incursion update. And there were, an incredible amount of uh, forum vitriol over this, uh, and I think a lot of it was focused around the glitch, the ability to kind of cheese through the incursion and score some really, really good gear. It just—it's one of those things where I—it I, just kind of made me wonder. Uh, and plus, I've seen things in the PvP again. I'm still having to adjust how PvP works in the Dark Zone because normally, like in Destiny, for the most part, in most uh, PvP venues that you have the gear, like the gear damage is leveled. You know what I mean? Like it, it's, you have a fighting chance with almost anything you get. It's literally a pure skill based thing. Now then you get into like some of their higher end PVP where it is leveled out. But by the time you get into those, you're generally pretty well kitted out anyway. Uh, you know, even call of duty. It's, it's you know, mo- pretty much every, every other PVP uh, shooter PVP I've seen. You don't get, you know, as I harken back to an Eve online effect where it's like, raw gear versus gear you know you know there's like level imbalances are more pronounced i think in the division first person pvp than i've seen really in any other shooter style game but, no go ahead please
1: uh, i'm no go ahead i'm just rambling
0: no i wasn't gonna i was actually just gonna transition shout outs but it actually sounded like he had a good comment
1: oh i was i was just saying that you know i, I think that like you said the numbers become vastly more important especially when they they can vary extremely in one direction i mean if you spec yourself for uh you know firearms in 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 division and you go into pvp you can die in half a second from someone you don't even know is there yet and i mean it that that kind of gameplay can it tends to appeal to some people but definitely not to others and in the sense that you know you 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 just get screwed. This is really nothing you can do to retaliate. And I think that you know, when you have a system like this, you can really build yourself around a very PvP centric um, build that, that can be frustrating for a lot of people because it doesn't necessarily work well in any other aspect of the game, but it can in, in PvP. And I think that that in itself takes some getting used to because it's so. The, the, the option for polarity is, is definitely there. And I think that you know maybe that's something that's good. Maybe it's something they need to work on. I'm not sure. It, it kind of depends on the audience and if, if people are okay with it because, I mean, a lot of people aren't. I mean, a lot of people didn't like Dust for the same reason, that the, the gear made a big difference. You know, you could mathematically make it almost impossible for someone with a lower gear set to beat you just simply because you were either doing so much damage or resisting so much damage that it was like, don't bother. Um and that that's kind of a, a question for Ubisoft to, to to answer for itself. You know, did, is this something good that's good for the community or do we need to kind uh, of you know, even things out a bit more because it, it does get very extreme in, in the dark zone?
0: Yep. No, I think you're spot on with that. So, um, before you know, since I derailed it, I'll get us back on track. Uh, let's go ahead and move into shout outs. Uh, Bam, if you don't mind, if you could start off with a shout out. Uh, and then give, definitely give us a uh, a pitch on some of your more charitable charitable endeavors that you've been uh, you've been going after.
3: Yeah, uh, uh, I don't like really talking about myself, dude. I just I just uh, do some charity work for the uh, you know one of my many things I do. Just one of the things I do is for the British Heart Foundation. I uh, do some charity work for them. You know, don't get paid for it. Just give them my time, and I. You know go do stuff i don't really have to say jay but uh no, no, yeah, Bam you, you, i have can... a terrible podcast and a terrible youtube channel uh tell you what jay this week for this week's ep- episode i will put on the uh the rogue smashing that you and i did and uh you, you can see it for yourself firsthand that uh, you actually killed one of them and i owned the other and we teabagged the pair of them quite uh quite awesomely it was great it was great yeah All so right. that's my shout out thank you very much Love being here.
0: I shall do that. Uh, could you do me a favor? You get a. Do you have like a like a web link or something like that we can get for uh, for the foundation so we can put it up for the episode?
3: Yeah, sure, no problem, dude. I'll do that for you. All
0: right, we'll do. Um, okay, so Bait, shout outs, brother. Uh, yeah, I'd like to give a shout out to uh, the Eve
4: Online uh, Corporation I fly with, uh, Thrasher Attack and Replacement Division, uh, part of the Control V Alliance. Love flying with you guys. Fractional Warfare has been a fucking blast. Um. Look forward to flying with you guys more. Uh, and shout out to Wolf Among Us. Fantastic game so far.
0: Okie dokie. Alright, that'll work. Uh, Pokey.
4: Uh,
1: well, it is the weekend before FanFest. So I'll give my shout out to the uh, developers in Shanghai working on this mysterious new project and the CPM. Uh, I am awaiting very cautiously for what you guys have in store, but uh, hopefully it's something cool. So shout out to you guys and uh, we'll see come Thursday what you've been working on. Thanks guys.
0: Good deal. Zell.
2: Um, I'm going to continue my trend of mild, mild rants um, in my shout outs. Um, Best Buy does not want my business very badly because um, they have a price match guarantee, but they didn't feel like price matching Amazon orders that weren't specifically sold by Amazon, even though they were Amazon prime eligible and fulfilled by Amazon. Um, and so um, I told them that uh, I would just go order it through Amazon then, and they were okay with that. And that, that's that. That's all I got.
0: Okie dokie. Uh, let's see. Shout-outs for the week. Uh, Savannah United Soccer. It's the local soccer club here at Savannah, Georgia. I would like to give them a shout-out. That's the uh, the soccer machinery that my, my son goes to. Uh, so he enjoys it. I enjoy it. We had a, we had a game, so it was fun. So I have to give my shout out to the folks over at Savannah United, which by the way, is an incredibly well run organization. They go all the way from, you know, got kids that can barely walk up to, uh, semi pro level like legitimate semi-professional level uh, soccer so it's it's pretty cool they spit out a lot of d1 recruits so if we stick around here long enough potentially that's that's a great uh, college economic option for my son uh, so we'll see how that works out uh, other than that folks that's all I got and we really appreciate you guys joining us for episode 101 as we talked about any number of any number of new games that are coming out or have just come out uh, that are competing for our you know in my case, limited time. Renzel's case, his ridiculous amount of time. Uh, in terms of what we can get into and get after on a podcast, we do appreciate Bam Havoc for joining us, uh, for at least hot dropping in. By the way, we just so everybody is tracking. Bam, uh, you know, if you if you can't tell from the odd speech impediment that he has, known as an accent, uh, he is actually in the UK. So it's I think like four o'clock in the morning over there. Um, so we, we do appreciate him joining us, uh, whenever he gets a chance, even though he's mildly incoherent, but we love that about him. So without further ado, folks, uh, we're going to call this one, uh, call this one in the bag and thank you for listening. Good night and good luck.